Welcome in once again to the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I am Chase Goodbread. I'm joined by Travis Ryer, the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. You can catch the Talking Tide podcast all over the pod waves, your favorite podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts. Also get us, of course, on our web host at Megaphone.com, available as well at YouTube and Facebook Live or recorded in those cyber locales uh lots to get to on this edition of talking tide we are going to thank our sponsors really quickly starting with peterbrook chocolatier of tuscaloosa north river dental associates and finally DraftKings. and with that uh travis we bring in uh some chatter about alabama's 80 to 75 Home win over Mississippi State, a big one for Nate Oates' team. They improved to seven and six, kind of over that 500 hump for the moment anyway in SEC play. And uh, two things certainly jump out in this one, Travis. One, a big turnaround for Javon Quinterly, uh, who we spoke about pretty extensively in our last podcast, and as well, uh, a toss, an ejection for Coach Nate Oates in that second half. Uh, drew a lot of attention, uh, came at uh, a moment in the game where things were really tight. I believe it was a one-point game uh, when uh, Nate Oates made his exit, uh, uh, mandated exit for his second technical foul. And uh, from there, Alabama actually fell behind and then uh, turned it around thereafter. No, 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 Chase. The technical fouls spurred the Bama win. Forget about the fact, as you said, they fell behind by seven there, but all the credit in the world to this Alabama team. And you know who started it right? Started the comeback. Red light Rojas with a there three you go. from the corner. There you go. 64 57 and red light <laughs> delivers I'm, one more time. I'm telling you, he's listening. You got to take some credit you. for red light. I'm just telling you, he, he's, he's listening and he's sticking it right, right in talking Ty's ear. <laughs> what he's doing. No, but look. You know, I, I I don't think at that point you get ejected from a one-point game because you're trying to motivate your team. I think there was some legitimate angst and, and probably some frustration with how his team was performing at the time. Once again, just a rough night from three for Alabama, but you're absolutely correct. Hello, Javon Quinterly, especially where SEC play is concerned. 15 second-half points, and they were critical because Iverson Molinar – for Mississippi State, started to do his thing in the second half. He had 18 of his 22 after the break. So you needed to be able to combat Iverson Molinar on the ball. And, you know, with Javon Quinterly giving you 21, with J.D. Davison giving you seven and 10 rebounds to go along with eight assists for uh, Quinterly in the game, that's, to me, that's a clean win at the point guard position in the in the game. Big game for Quinterly for sure. As you said, 21 points total. He had an early three-point shot from way deep, 25 feet probably, uh, well behind the three-point line. It kind of got him going and eight assists as well. He really distributed the ball effectively. The pick and roll with Betty Ako, the big guy, uh, got Alabama some baskets as well. Probably the most effective I think we've seen Alabama in pick and roll in some time. Uh, and, of course, uh, Quinterly – also had a, a behind-the-back assist on a transition play to Shackelford, uh, an alley-oop to Betty Ako. There was a, a lot to like about uh, 
Quinterly's game, hit another big three to open the second half. So uh, he was a huge part of the offense on a night when collectively Alabama struggled again from the three-point line. Travis, six out of 30, 20%, and uh, couldn't buy a three-pointer for the most part uh, in the second half. Inexplicably, this team just struggles mightily to shoot the three at home in Southeastern Conference play. I think this is the sixth game in SEC play, sixth home game in SEC play in which they were under 25% from three. Um, It's just been an absolute struggle. But you know how you counter that. You get 44 points in the paint. And so they did a nice job in that regard. I think they were plus 14 in the game. Uh, in the paint, they did a great job on the defensive backboards for the most part. Won the rebounding battle by 12 or so. Um, so good stuff elsewhere, which you have to have. And, and shot free throws well enough anyway. Yeah, Betty Ako ended up with 15 points and six block shots. A nice performance from him, mm-hmm. especially offensively. One of his cleaner games for Alabama on the offensive end of the floor. J.D. Davison uh, really active as a rebounder, led the team in rebounds with 10. Travis, he's uh, uh, he, he can get up. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He, he's got a, a lot of hops around the rim, uh, and, you know, it, it's, it makes a big difference, I think, when he gets active on the boards. Uh, Alabama, see what else we have. Darius Miles, worth a mention as well, especially yeah. down the stretch. Kind of finished things off at the free throw line, had 12 points for the game. Half of those 12 uh, came pretty much in the last couple minutes on four three free throws and a, a dunk. Uh, so Darius Miles, uh, contri- three steals as well for him. He contributed quite a bit as well. No doubt about it. Sometimes seeing a guy maybe take a bite out of your minutes does a guy good, and maybe that's what Darius Miles was starting to see with Jason Holt. Uh, but Miles has responded nicely here the last couple of games, and you're right. He was he was big kind of throughout the game, but certainly with the free throws and uh, the way he was able to help Alabama close that game uh, in impressive fashion, you give him a lot of credit. Uh, no question. Uh, Alabama entered the game, Travis, not to harp, uh, not to beat the dead horse, ranked 301st in three-point percentage in the country. Now, for people who know, for our listeners who know more football than they do basketball, and I'm sure there's plenty of them, if you're ranked 301st in NCAA basketball and something, that's kind of like being ranked 101st in the FBS, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's pretty far down there, uh, no question about it. Uh, but Alabama gets it done, as you said, with rebounding. They got it done on the defensive end of the floor. I thought they played – Uh, for the most part, pretty well uh, on defense. Those are the things you got to do when you're not shooting well. Alabama's not shooting well uh, at all of late. I know they they did warm it up in in the game previous to this one, Uh, but overall it's been a very cold stretch, and so defense and rebounding is where you got to make up the difference. 48 to 36 was that rebounding margin. As you noted, uh, Alabama won that battle uh, by 12 points, Uh, but Sooner or later, th- this team's going to have to get a couple of guys hot from outside if it's going to have uh, a season commensurate with the ability on the floor. Yeah, Shackelford takes the collar from deep 0 for 6, but 
you know, if this means that maybe we're going to see more confidence from Javon Quinterly, especially with his shot making three threes in this game, uh, you kind of expect that Jaden a lot of nights is is going to be better than 0 for 6, obviously. But no, I mean, Keon Ellis is another guy that's got to pick it up. He goes 0 for 7 from 3 uh, in the win. So, um, you know, you're kind of surviving some things 0 for 8 from the field for Keon Ellis uh, against Mississippi State. So you're kind of surviving some things these last couple of games. You know, it was the 24 turnovers last Saturday that you were able to overcome in the tight win over Arkansas. Um, the continued struggles from the field, shooting the basketball with an emphasis on the three. Uh, you overcame that in the win over Mississippi State. And, you know, fortunately for you, you had a team in Mississippi State that isn't to start with a very prolific three-point shooting team, but went just six of 21 in its own right. And I'll say this for Alabama. I thought they did a better job defensively not fouling as much. Um, Mississippi State did shoot 19 free throws in the game, but what, four of those were off technicals, right? So you can take that right off the top of that number. So um, did a better job. Didn't have really guys in foul trouble. Uh, you saw... Mississippi State with three or four guys with four-plus fouls uh, in the game. So that's something you can build on as well. Yeah, four of those on Nate Oates, right? Put that right on the head coach <laughs> yeah. when you're talking about technical free throws. Uh, no question about it. Nate Oates gets thrown out of this one, but uh, uh, Gene Hackman hands it off to Shooter. And, Charlie uh, Henry was Shooter. <laughs> shooter Charlie. Charlie Shooter Henry. Shooter with about seven Does Charlie get the? Do you give Charlie the credit for the W? I mean, yeah. tough spot that he jumped. You got in there. to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No question. You give yeah. him the credit. Ran a picket fence at him. I'll tell you this: when Charlie interviews for that next head coaching job, this will be brought up. Yeah. You yeah. know, I took over. <laughs> so it goes straight on the resume. Oh, top, top line goes in the mission objective. You know, statement. Yeah, for sure. All right. Up next for Alabama, Travis, Crimson Tide will be traveling to Lexington. They're going to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. That will be Saturday, a noon central tip-off, a CBS broadcast. Your thoughts on where Alabama's at right now going to Rupp Arena? Does Ty Ty Washington play for Kentucky? That's my thoughts on Saturday. The outstanding freshman guard for the Wildcats, who was injured against Florida last Saturday or last weekend. Yeah, I guess it was Saturday. And um, tried to go against Tennessee on Tuesday night. That didn't go so well afterward. I don't even think John Calipari was all that excited or happy with himself uh, in terms of utilizing Ty Ty Washington in that game. But, I mean, Oscar Sheboy, you got to deal with in the post. Uh, you look at Al. Alabama's last trip to Rupp, people have memories of that. Alabama just woodshedded Kentucky up there a year ago and just blitzed Kentucky in the paint. Uh, got to the rim pretty much whenever they wanted to, just an all-around clinic for Alabama up in Lexington last season, but an entirely different Kentucky team this time around. Um, you know, Kentucky's looking to avoid an 0-2 week. So I don't know if that's ideal for Alabama, but again, if if Washington's limited or out altogether, I would say that certainly helps Alabama's uh, chances in this one. And 
you know, a team that can breathe a little bit easier because if you lose at home to Mississippi State on Wednesday night and you got Kentucky on the road coming up, you know, you're you're thinking psyche wise for this team again of falling back into that 0 and two week rut and they don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. As you mentioned, between Alabama's resounding win over Kentucky last year, plus the fact that, like you said, Kentucky's looking to avoid an 0-2 week, won't be any sneaking up on UK no. uh, up there in Lexington, that's for sure. All right, the Talking Tide podcast moving on. Kind of a bonus edition of Talking Tide here midweek as we talk Alabama-Mississippi State basketball. going to thank our sponsors really quickly. First, by telling you about North River Dental Associates and Dr. Jack Smalley does a great job. Professional team of dental hygienists over there at North River Dental right off of Watermelon Road. Routine cleanings, they'll get you in and out, door to door, in typically under an hour. They also do outstanding work when it comes to laser dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, pediatric dentistry for the kids, porcelain veneers. They do it all, dentures, endodontics, etc. at North River Dental. The teeth whitening services, always popular. And of course, they're also doing Botox and Juvederm treatments to tighten up those facial features at North River Dental. Give them a call at 752-3506 or go online for an appointment at NorthRiverDentist.com. It's North River Dental Associates. I'm going to tell you about Peterbrook Chocolatier out there in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. A championship run the first two weeks of February at Peterbrook Chocolatier. That's right. The Tuscaloosa location of Peterbrook Chocolatier led all of Peterbrook's company stores, franchise company stores, for the first two weeks of February. Of course, we know that's really sort of the Super Bowl for chocolate stores like Peterbrook. And it was Peterbrook Tuscaloosa at the top of the heap. And can't thank the, the great customer base enough for that. The people of Tuscaloosa who for 15 years now have just gravitated towards the store. Uh, people from outside of Tuscaloosa that make the effort uh, to get into town, not even on football weekends, just to go to Peterbrook. It truly is a destination location for chocolate fans and just fans who like to smile in general. So Peterbrook Chocolatier, again, outstanding staff, Heather, her crew, Paula, Jimmy, just great, great stuff, and you need to check them out if you haven't already. Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. The local in-house champions of chocolate. As oh, were, yeah. I mean, you know, not every team in Tuscaloosa can claim that this year. That's, right. That's exactly right. Finally, we're going to tell you about our corporate sponsor. That would be DraftKings. And, of course, with the Super Bowl in the books now, Turning to basketball on DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It is that simple. If a sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still take a shot at a big payday. Huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. That's the Pigskin Podcast Network. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. If they win, you get $150 in free bets. That's promo code TPPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook now, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And moving on, Travis, just a, a few minutes to go here in this uh 
unusual midweek edition of the Talking Tide podcast uh, on over the weekend when we convened. Uh, I mentioned I had a little bit of news. Uh, Going to bring that out here on the podcast. I have resigned after nine years at NFL Media and more specifically NFL.com. Did so uh, a couple weeks ago, Senior Bowl week, as a matter of fact. And I've accepted a position as the sports columnist at the Tuscaloosa News. Very much looking forward to returning to the T News, uh, where I was uh, a beat writer from 2009 to 2013. Occasionally, uh, when you and I are talking football, I'll harken back to those four years uh, as a beat guy. But now in a much different role, obviously, an opinion columnist for the T News and uh, very much Looking forward to it for sure uh, and following, not replacing, but following uh, the legendary Cecil Hurt, uh, the late legendary Cecil Hurt. There is no replacing that guy uh, who was special to all of us, uh, but I'm honored uh, to have an opportunity uh, to, to follow one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, and I consider myself a huge winner in all this because I certainly considered Cecil a great friend, uh, along with being a colleague on the the Alabama day-to-day beat and going to have the same thing with Chase Goodbread in there. I think it's a big win for the Alabama fan base because, as you outlined, extensive experience. uh, You understand the passion of this fan base extremely well. You understand uh, the principal figures involved that you'll be covering on a day-to-day basis. And uh, it's just – I think it's a great situation for everybody involved. I offer my sincerest congratulations as much as I can, given our relationship, you know, yeah, there how we kind of go at it. But yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's great stuff. It's outstanding. I think um, you're the perfect fit for that role and that position and uh, anxious for you to get started. And yeah, you know, I'm very, very happy for the podcast too. I think it just, not that we needed, uh, more validation, in my opinion, anyway, uh, given the time that we've spent together and, and you know, the time collectively that we've uh, been around this this football team, this athletic department. Um, it's it's just a huge win. Thrilled about it. I'm very much excited for sure. Look forward to working with Tommy Dees once again. He, of course, uh, was the sports editor of the Tuscaloosa News when I was there before uh, he is now uh, still a sports editor in the Gannett group, although he's got a little bit more uh, oversight now. Uh, but I will be working with Tommy again, certainly looking forward to that. And I'm just going to try to bring as much raw honesty to this columnist position as I can, Travis. The same as I try to do here on Talking Tide, the same as I try to do on Crimson Cover Television, on WVUA. Just, just try to bring the, as much raw honesty as possible and, and, and call it like I see it. That's, that's what, to my opinion, that's what the best columnists do, and, and that's what I'll be shooting for. Absolutely, and I totally anticipate that being the case. Uh, you'll, you'll be genuine. You'll be who you are, and um, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm happy and thrilled about it and uh, anxious to see your takes on a myriad of topics. Alabama, Alabama basketball, certainly uh, up first, yeah. I'm sure, uh, with duties, although spring football. Alabama basketball needs more post-up <laughs> in their offense. My, my column, dot, dot, dot. It could be coming. It, yeah, it could be coming. Yeah. 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 
Super Bowl. We'll jump into the Super Bowl real quick, Travis, before we get out of here. Rams 23, Bengals 20. You and I uh, had a fine opportunity to actually uh, watch the Super Bowl together. Had a great time with you and uh, some of your family and friends checking out the game. It was a thriller once again. The Bengals had them 20 to 16, fairly late. Uh, Rams pull it out late. Uh, pretty pretty thrilling game altogether. It had a finish, right? That's what you want out of a Super Bowl. And, you know, unfortunately, the injuries were a big part of the game. Both quarterbacks, thankfully, were able to finish. Uh, you wondered about that, given a couple of lower extremity injuries for both. Uh, Odell Beckham, obviously, another wide receiver in a football postseason goes down with a non-contact ACL. Alabama fans can certainly relate to that all too well. Um, so you didn't like seeing that. But, yeah, it was a fun game. Happy for guys like Matt Stafford. Happy for Sean Robinson, Terrell Lewis, Carson Tinker. How about that? Sign as a practice squad member the week of the Super Bowl with the Rams. <laughs> Although yeah. Carson had been affiliated with the Rams prior, uh, earlier in the season. But, yeah, good stuff. And, um, you know, now we go into an offseason and a draft process where – uh, we'll certainly be talking a lot about Alabama guys in the coming weeks as, as we move into that April, late April draft. No question about it. Alabama, as we mentioned in the last podcast, has uh, 11 players headed to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. Following that, uh, of course, in late April uh, comes the NFL draft, and we'll be keeping an eye on on that as well. Pro day for Alabama, typically mid to late March. I don't know that a date has been announced yet for that, but uh, we'll certainly bring that to you here as quickly as possible on Talking Tide as well. It's going to do it for this particular episode for Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com. I'm Chase Goodbread of the Tuscaloosa News and looking forward to joining you once again this weekend right here on Talking Tide.